This episode is sponsored by Lendex and Tangleswap. Lendex is a decentralized IOTA-based multi-cross-chain decentralized application and lending protocol. This is IOTA's lending and stablecoin. And about Tangleswap, well, whether you are looking for a world-class decentralized exchange or simply want to make the most out of your tokens by staking, liquidity farming or investing, Tangleswap puts the whole universe of DeFi at your fingertips. Three, two, one. Welcome back guys to a new episode and with me I got Tang Yan and we are going to speculate a little bit about NFTs. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Hey, thanks for having me here. Very excited. Thank you for taking the time, mate. Um, before we dive down the NFT rabbit hole, could you explain to us a little bit about how you ended up in the crypto space? Yeah, for sure. So I was, I first got into crypto back in 2017. So at that time I was actually with a tech startup in the more traditional space. So, um, it was a healthcare data analytics um, company that a couple of friends, myself started. We ran that for about like six, almost seven years. It's still doing pretty well. Um, but that was when I first started to to learn about blockchains, learn about crypto. I think initially it was very much uh, around um, more of like speculation, like seeing things like these um, assets um, were new and they were rising and they're going up every day, especially during the later part of 2017. And that, that drew a lot of like curiosity. Um, so I kind of like wrote the whole like market up, wrote it down. And then when it got into the bear markets, like 2018, 2019, didn't really pay a lot of attention um, to crypto. But then I think sometime in 2020, probably early 2020, started seeing things moving again. And I found myself like diving deep into it again, going down all these um, different rabbit holes, learning about what was doing learning about some of these like new use cases and that's when like DeFi summer sort of like, happened and I, I think like something struck me like probably around that point in time and as I started to learn more um, it clicked in my head that like what was going on in this space was really going to transform like almost every single industry in the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years or so so I knew I needed to align myself in this space so that's when I um, sort of like um, took that leap of faith. I left the startup that I was working with, um, was doing a couple of things in crypto with friends. And then um, about a year, slightly over a year ago, I actually joined Delphi Digital. And today I lead our NFT-based research at Delphi. And maybe maybe I'll, I'll just give like a very quick overview of, of Delphi mm. for those who, who aren't familiar. Um, Delphi Digital we basically have like three major um, entities. Firstly is our research division. And what we do is that we provide like high quality research to professional investors, um, typically like um, hedge funds, VCs, um, high net worth individuals. And we try to identify early trends in the space. And we look across um, infrastructure, finance, as well as NFTs, gaming, and the metaverse. And that's where I spend the majority of my time in. Uh, we have an early stage venture fund. Um, mostly we invest in C and Series A rounds, also all across um, the Web3 and crypto space. 
And finally, we also have a labs division, which is basically um, like an innovation division that's building its own products. Um, some things like AstroPod and Mars Protocol, they are more focused on the DeFi space right now, but really um, things that the team feels um, are important components within the crypto space as well. So that's just a, a quick uh, overview. Mm. Um, the the NFT space did kind of go explosive for a while. Um, as I've like understood it, like it started off with some JPEGs, uh, then it went up to collections. Collections got utility. Um, utility in the the community of that collection then grew and we have some very big ones such as the uh, the board ape your club um what is your opinion about the start of of um of the nft space yeah that's 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 really interesting um you know like nfts really came at a time where i would say that like nobody expected it to sort of like really take off i i think it really started gaining quite a bit of traction towards um, the later part of 2020. And that was also around the time that I got introduced to sort of like my first um, NFT project. Um, and I think it's uh, it, it basically went through this whole um, cycle over the last um, two years or so, a very compressed um, cycle of new technology and innovation as we know like with every new technology paradigm it, it goes through this like um, hype phase where people start getting extremely excited about it and then after that um, there's the reality stuff like sets in and then we, we get a little bit of a down phase and over time if the technology becomes promising enough it starts to gain back on track and I think like we went through that entire hype phase throughout um, most of 2021 and early parts of 2022 and then uh, it just sort of like when it went downhill a lot through most of last year alongside with a lot of what was going on in crypto um, but I think like the one thing that makes NFTs like so interesting is that it unlike like fungible tokens um, that we've pretty much been speculating um, throughout all these years on with all these altcoins and stuff. NFTs um, have quite a number of, I would say, like very interesting potentials of like use cases um, that we've only barely, I think, seen the early uh, iterations of. Um, I think one is really being able to tie um, digital property rights um, to a token. And that's where we see like with all these like JPEGs and pictures of um, monkeys where um, with that token, you sort of like have ownership over that particular picture and monkey, even though other people can sort of like right click and save that. Um, at the end of the day, people know that that's sort of like owned by you. And I think this, this idea of like property rights is very powerful. Um, and it's, it's probably one of the, the main um characteristics of this like new technology in nfts that everybody's sort of like building around so i think what we've seen in this last like two years or so is really this like very early versions of what the use cases of nfts are a lot of it revolve around um the pfp collections or the profile picture collections of which things like crypto punks um, bot apes uh, moonbirds are some of these like very prominent sort of like collections 
Um, we've seen things around like generative art um, and music as well, which are um, interesting use cases of how these NFTs can bring a lot more creators into the space. Um, but essentially, I think where we are right now is that um, we're just trying to find more and more use cases for this technology. And I'm confident we're going to be finding a lot more creative users um, over the next uh, couple of years. Mm, yeah, I completely agree with that. I had a podcast with Andy Leon, if you're familiar with him. I think he is also based in Singapore at the moment. Um, he is a best-selling author. He has written the books NFT from Zero to Hero. Um, been a major success, uh, at least in uh, in Asia. And um, we had a good discussion about what maybe the future of the NFT space will look like. And um, we both kind of agreed that it has to be utility. It won't simply be a picture that people find amusing. Um, but when we start diving down that rabbit hole of use cases for NFT, like it, it's, it's quite a lot. It's not just um, link this picture to a digital token, right? It has to be, it's, it's pretty huge where you can actually take this technology. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like, I mean, NFTs at the end of the day is just, um, it's just a technology primitive. And it really comes down to what people use this technology for. And I, I think the thing about NFTs is that it's a very versatile technology, which means that it has the potential to be applied across all different sectors, all different kinds of um, spaces. And, and that's also part of the reason why I'm, I'm so optimistic and so bullish um, about this technology being a very key component of our world in, in the years ahead. Mm. So what type of utility do you see will be like the next next um, hype within the NFT space? So I, I think there are, um, there are quite a number of different sectors. Um, they are all um, progressing at their um, various sort of like paces. I mean, if I'll, I'll just name a couple of them, one would be gaming, for example. I, I think there's been a lot of hype about how um, NFTs can um revolutionize the sort of like gaming system, allow people to own your own gaming assets. I think there has been a lot of buzz in this space. Um, I think the areas that I am particularly excited about is really revolves around the creator economy. And, and we're seeing these things in, for example, art, uh, music, we're seeing in fashion, where um, the ability to um have like that digital ownership and artificial scarcity is going to create a lot of very um new and interesting business models uh, for creators uh, we, we saw a pretty um, big wave of creators actually come into um, the crypto web tree and nft space um, throughout the last um, two years or so um, a lot of them were drawn by the ability to um, both like sell to uh, uh, an audience of um, people who are willing to pay for their works in a much easier way without having to go through middlemen and also the ability to earn royalties throughout through their works, which actually um, is a very powerful um, new way, I would say, of, of creators being able to fund themselves, keep themselves um, um, surviving and being able to produce like more and more interesting and future works. So I think that is... This, this ability of NFTs to sort of like um, bootstrap this entire new creator economy is something that I, I'm really excited about. And I think we're just going to see a whole huge wave of um, 
creators, influencers, celebrities, brands all start to get into the NFT space. Um, I think a lot of it will, will, will definitely start um, throughout this year, uh, but it's definitely going to be a, a trend that will continue for many, many years um, ahead. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that, especially with, with crypto gaming, because I think there's so many things that you can implement there. Um, and I see more and more now um, different projects enabling new, different tools, which we haven't had yet, um, such as NFTs, owning other NFTs and etc. It's really, really exciting to see that uh, kind of evolve. Um, but of course, it might be a little bit difficult for those that are trying to develop these days because the excitement in the crypto space is sort of gone due to the bear market. Um, everything is just going down and a lot of fear due to like the FTX and the, the collapse of Luna and everything, which is kind of sad, but it also is kind of needed as well because now we kind of get all of those unserious actors out of the picture. They have they have gone, right? They, they're either bankrupt, they scammed, they did a rug pull, now they're gone. Um, so those that are left at the moment still developing is sort of like a good um, pointer for where, where you like the legit people that you can actually follow which, because they're not here for for the quick games they have to to actually develop something yeah 100 percent. like I, I feel like um i mean like 2022 was really quite a year right we, we just had like blow-ups after blow-ups after blow-ups and i i think like the whole fdx situation really hit a lot of um um, people, uh, especially those who who might not be following crypto so closely, um, or people who are relatively newer to crypto, I had a lot of friends who were sort of like hit by the whole situation, and it it's definitely pushed a lot of people out from the space. Like, just from a reputational point of view, I think crypto took a very big hit, and it. I I totally agree. Like, I think the people who are still here today, you, me, and everyone else, like like who's listening, like we are. Um, we 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 are here because we believe in in that future that that crypto can potentially hold, be it from a speculative point of view or from a technological point of view. I I think the big true believers are still around, and everyone who's just here to make a say a very, a quick buck or so has has probably been washed away. And I think this makes for a very very good foundation for us to move ahead. Um, in this once we have washed out all these like tourists from the space. Mm. Yeah, and um. I'm looking forward because I already see a few projects popping up uh, despite the bear market, which is developing NFT gaming. Um, a lot of different ways to use your NFT in different, like there's a one project which I've been looking at recently, um, has about, uh, it's one of those traditional gaming platforms, right? Where you can just go on, you connect with your NFT and your, your wallet and you have like 40 to 50 games and uh, new ones comes all the time. So like it's just now one game that's you're connected to your NFT. There's kind of like a bunch of them. Um, which I find a little bit interesting. Um, and also, as you said, music um, and a bunch of different things. Another thing is NFTs, which gives you access to to um, like um, mm -mm, airdrops, uh, being able to buy into projects. Uh, if you have that NFT, if you have more of that NFT, you can buy in, in a bigger chunk. Um, what else do we got? We have, for instance, like a, a fund, like... Uh, an NFT project, um, let's say you sell an NFT for $1,000, um, uh, you got a 1,000 of them, so you have like a good amount of money and you put that into a fund. Um, everybody that has one NFT has a vote, so you can kind of vote, okay, what do we do, want to do with this money? Do we want to invest it? Where do we want to invest it? 
um, and then probably once a year, um, the NFT holders can then vote, okay, we want to take some profit from this, or no, we want to continue investing, grow this fund. And I found that very interesting, uh, a lot more interesting at least than simply having a picture of a monkey laying around. Yeah, it's, uh, I agree with you. Like, honestly, it, every time I see like a new way that people like sort of like use NFTs, I always get um, surprised like uh, by the creativity of of the people who sort of like really thought about it. But uh, I I think like like what you described, like a lot of the the biggest use cases of NFTs really come from the utility point of view, right? How when you own an NFT, it gives you like certain access. Like you mentioned it could be uh, a right to vote in an investment DAO, the right to sort of like direct certain decisions um, that the the DAO makes, um, the ability to say um, achieve like get certain benefits, certain discounts um, by owning that particular NFT, and that's the area that I would say like many of the more traditional and bigger brands are sort of like exploring to use their NFTs. Um, I, I think one thing that I was a pretty big news over the last um, one to two months was around Starbucks, right? And how they were going to use NFTs as part of their revamp um, loyalty program, which I thought was very big because Starbucks is essentially one of the largest um, loyalty programs in the world um, today. Um, I think it has like tens of millions of people on this loyalty program. And them actually experimenting and, and using NFTs as a way to build a more um, engaging rewards and loyalty program for their members is really exciting because if they are able to succeed, it's going to be the playbook for all these other um, uh, loyalty programs, um, airline mouse programs to sort of like copy and replicate um, around all of that. So I, I'm, that's, that's one thing I'm, I'm definitely watching um, quite closely. Mm. Yeah, um, if you were to say some on top of your head, um, which companies, like well-known companies, would actually benefit from using NFTs? Um, I, I think the ones that, um, I would say like many of the, the large brands today are all already either thinking about NFTs, formulating their NFT strategies, or have already done something. I think the ones that, for example, come to mind very quickly will be things in the fashion space. Um, for example, um, Nike did a very big push into NFTs. Um, actually, they were pretty visionary. Like they they acquired a company called Artifact. Um, just about I think in the later part of um, twenty twenty one. Um, and basically working together with them, they've released quite a number of like um digital um merchandise, but also these sort of like digital um, shoes, which are pretty interesting where you have both a physical version of the sneaker, but also a digital version of the same sneaker that you can wear on your avatar as well. So it's really sort of like bridging the the the, the gaps between the digital and, and physical world. Um, and we, I would say that um, quite a number of like fashion, luxury brands, um, Tiffany's, DNG, all these brands are... Um, finding ways to, to, I would say, do two main things. One is build a community around their products. And secondly, find new products that they can sell to their existing customers in a sort of like more digital um, form. So we've seen quite a number of like experiments in, in this space. I think the other sort of, um, 
I'm not sure if you consider them. I, I guess you can still call them brands, but the other sort of like trend, which I think is going to be very powerful and accelerate through this year is really seeing all these very big technology companies um, start to embrace NFTs. Um, and this will be companies like say Meta, Instagram, Reddit, um, even Apple. And they have all either announced or already started some of their NFT initiatives. For example, I, I know just uh, in the last couple of weeks, there were a number of like, creators who were able to mint and actually sell NFTs directly on the Instagram app, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and, and what's very exciting about this for me is that these like very big um, social media technology companies are bringing along their hundreds of millions of existing users um, and really introducing them into the world of like Web3, into the world of crypto and NFTs. Like even if like just like 1% of these users um, get involved, that would expand the space um, so much because today the, the, the people, the number of participants in the NFT space is still pretty small. I would say it's probably like... Um, 30 to 40,000 active um, wallets on a monthly basis or so. Um, so I, that's just something that that really makes you very excited. Mm. Yeah, and um, I've, I've recently kind of gotten introduced to the uh, the shoe game. Um, I'm not a fan of it, but I kind of recently started to understand it because most people um, look at a shoe, they, they take it on, they wear it until it's not wearable anymore, throw it in the garbage, go get a new one. Uh, but there's some actual really big uh, collectors of shoes out there, and it's a lot bigger than you should think. Um, and it goes, it's like really expensive shoes. It's like mind blowing how how high they go for because there's so many people wanting these shoes. And if they could get the same shoe um, when buying it as an NFT, and they could wear it then in some sort of a metaverse game or whatever, it would be highly valuable to them. Um, that would make perfect sense. Another thing that would probably be a fun thing to collect is um, tickets to football matches and tickets to concerts. For instance, like if I were a, a major Metallica fan, um, I got a I went, went to a concert. The concert was a legendary one, like went down the history books for one of the best concerts that Metallica ever had. Then that ticket as an NFT would be a cool thing to have as a fan and a collector of them. Um, and then say I went to a concert and then maybe one of the, the the persons in the band died or left. Okay, this is the last concert where they were involved. Okay, that NFT for that concert is actually a little bit more valuable than the the usual. Oh no, now I have the, the last uh, ticket as an NFT of the concert they ever had. And sort of like that would be a cool thing to collect because people people collect everything. Um, but that would be actually a cool thing to collect if you're a big fan. Yeah, I, that's 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 really in line with what I think as well. Like, I I think like tickets are probably going to be one of the first um real world sort of like use cases or NFTs, and I might even say that like in the next sort of like um five years or so, we might see even like the majority of like concert tickets um, being sold as NFTs because like you mentioned, it, it just unlocks so many more interesting experiences um, with the, having that digital um, version of the ticket. Like with the physical version, all it, it does is it probably just allows me to enter 
the the concert venue, um, have a good time for the next couple of hours, and that that's it, right? You just throw it away after that. But with the digital version, um, you can design so many interesting like experiences, um, that um would really help to grow your fan community. You, for example, can like conduct um raffles. Uh, and lucky draws to say like you know a certain number of ticket holders get to win a chance to um, meet with the star mm. at the backstage like you mentioned these things are not just tickets but they're also collectibles like say if something uh, interesting or very important happened at a concert that, that would be a very valuable uh, collectible to sort of like have so I think I like to think like NFTs like giving all these like tickets um, additional like superpowers and and, and to me, it makes a lot of sense um, for for concert for ticket providers to start leveraging yeah. NFTs within their systems. Yeah, because it's, as you said, like as of now, you get a ticket, you use it, then you throw it away. But if you're able to to link NFTs to it, you give the your fans and the people there a whole new thing to sort of be involved in, right? As you said, like like okay, let's pick three random people in the crowd. Uh, how do we do that? Now it's very difficult to do it as is now. But if you have NFTs, then okay, you can pick. Number 146 and number 13 and number 26. Um, please come to the backstage after the concert and you will meet the band. Um, and, but also, uh, besides like the, the fun to have and the, the, like, the collectible side of it, you also have the security of it because I don't think I would ever buy a second-hand ticket uh, for anything uh, because you never know if it's real or fake. Like, let's say I have to want to go to, to London and uh, watch a Liverpool match. I wouldn't go to like some black marketplace and buy the ticket and then end up having spent a lot, lot of money to fly over and buy a hotel and then I'm standing there and it's a fake and I can't get in. So unless I know it's a real one, which I can't at the moment, I believe, um, then I won't do it. But if it's an NFT, it's probably very easy to, to kind of confirm that this is a fake or this is a real one. Yeah, that's that's absolutely like one of the um, like key use cases of the blockchain that that verifiability and ability to sort of like prove that something is really authentic and is the real form of that. I, I think that's really um very important. The only thing I would say and it's probably something in my mind that um keeps me a little bit more grounded to reality and hesitant as I think about these things is that um I think we're still a bit of away from having a very good um onboarding experiences for users in terms of like using nfts like today it's it's not easy right to get someone to understand like hey mm. if i sent you an nft how do you get access to the nft how do you actually get to use that nft or transfer it to somebody else um, you need to understand how to use metamask or a, a, another wallet um, you need to know your seed phrase all that kind of stuff and i feel like we need to really start to um, abstract away a lot of these like friction points in terms of like people being able to use their NFTs um, in a much more user-friendly kind of way. Um, I know a lot of people are working on this problem, but it is a really difficult problem. I think like for the last couple of years, we've all been trying to solve that, but I think it's making progress, slow and steady progress, but it's definitely what I feel is probably the largest barrier right now to getting like mainstream people to really adopt and use NFTs in all these different use cases like ticketing and stuff. Mm. Um, I completely agree with that because it's way too difficult for, for most people to, to kind of get around and there's too many security gaps. Um, 
one thing that I've been really interesting about is that the the new newly released Shimmer network they've done a pretty good job with everything else to make it very easy and secure. Um, most people I have um, talked to, which I've been using it, which isn't very tech-friendly people, hasn't had any problem to navigate around with, and they are uh, about to come with the NFT solution uh, that they are providing, which I'm looking forward to because I think that would be a very easy to use for for everyone. Uh, probably a little bit confusing to like in to like a very old person, uh, which barely are able to use their own computer, but. Um, at least better than what we have. Uh, but what would you say is the number one, um, like say the couple m biggest cryptos today, which is like involved with the NFT space? Or is there any up and coming? Um, as in, are you referring to like um, like people or projects or? No, like is it like we have Ethereum, right? Which is probably the yep. the main actor within the within DeFi and the NFT space right now. Um, we had like Solana and all that. Mm, but what would you say is like the leading platform and do you see anybody like coming up, taking over that space? Oh, yes. Okay, got it. I, I, I get it. Um, so, I mean, today, right, what the situation is right now is that I would say the large majority of like NFTs are transacted on Ethereum, probably like um, more than 80% from a mm. um, volume point of view. And then I think like Solana um, is second at probably like about 10-ish um, percent of so in terms of NFT transaction volume. Um, and then there are a few others of like NFT chains that are um, like third to fifth or sixth place. So these will be things like Polygon, um, Flow, um, as well as like Immutable X, which is a more gaming focus like nft chain and what i think is that um, a lot of like nft volume is actually going to start to flow out of ethereum into all these other chains and the reason is because transaction fees on ethereum are just too high i, mm. I think like for people who are crypto native um you know we, we we're sort of like used to like paying a couple of dollars to run a transaction on ethereum but for a new person who's just getting to understand NFTs, like no, they're not going to pay a few dollars just to be able to transfer their NFT or use the network. So a lot of the usage is going to move to these other chains that have very much lower um, transaction fees. Um, I think the chain that I'm, I think will is very particularly exciting is Polygon. I think they have been able to form quite a number of um partnerships with some of the more traditional um, Web2 companies like Reddit, Instagram or so. And these tech companies are actually using the Polygon network to mint, to launch their NFTs. And Polygon does have um, very relatively low um, transaction fees for that. So so that's probably one that I'm pretty um, bullish on. Mm, yeah, even Donald Trump is going for that. Yeah, 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 he he did that. That was that was really surprising to me. I didn't expect him to to launch his own um NFT collection, um, but but that was that was quite quite fun to see. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I'm seeing they're sitting there. Yeah, Polygon going to billions and billions and billions. But uh, but yeah, um, I, I do agree with you. Uh, the fees on Ethereum isn't sustainable. Our uh, people will um, people are already having an fun like this is this is it. We, we can't do this anymore. And uh, to be honest, Ethereum did open a lot of doors, but it, it's kind of lacking behind. 
there's a lot of projects coming off now which simply is offering a better technology and um we've seen that time after time just like with phones cars um the one that first provided the car isn't the leader today um which is also why i found as you said with the fees because that like as i said the shimmer network also does it with zero fees and it has like some unique features but i'm i'm not the, the correct person to like describe how the tech is built um we should definitely be looking into that and see what that probably has to offer compared to anything but um one last question um if there's any if there's anybody listening um and they have an nft project ongoing what would you tell them to do uh, in order to prepare to be a long-term project that's a great question and I would say like um having spent the last like two years um really deep in the in the space, um probably the 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 biggest um uh, advice I would give like to uh um uh, NFT sort of like project founder um is really to think very deeply about the community that you want to build. And I think community is probably one of the key things that separate say like many of the nft um, project teams from other say more like DeFi kind of like um, projects because um, with um, non-fungible token you have the ability to um, create and build these very interesting communities where people, for example, with all these like profile picture communities like the bot apes, like the reason why people aren't selling these tokens and the prices of these tokens have just gone to very astronomical sort of prices is because people feel that it gives them a sense of community. They enjoy vibing with all these other people in the same community. They enjoy um, vibing with the other apes a lot of them have used their um, NFTs and, and the pictures associated with them as their profile pictures on like Twitter and, and, and their various other social media profiles. And so I, I think like really thinking about how you can build a very strong core engaged community and continue to deliver value for them will form that very strong foundation for your project to actually start to grow and start to develop all of that network effects that's important for you to um, get your product out there and 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 sort of like grow and expand. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. And like, if you if you're unable to grow a community and if you don't focus on growing a community, you might might as well just close up shop today, um, because it's essentially who are, the community is the ones that are going to drive your your project mainstream. It's not yourself. Um, so yeah, I think this was a, a great talk. I think we had a great bunch of good topics um more than willing to do another one down the road if you want to um but until then thank you so much for taking the time and uh thank you guys for listening cheers yep fantastic thank you so much i very enjoyed having this chat and yeah i'm sure we definitely talk a lot more about nfts in the coming months absolutely mate thank you